Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to Monster 8 the Pilot, a podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is, uh, what is it? It's the Sunday night edition of the podcast. It is time for three songs of the week, and it's a special edition of the podcast because I forgot to do it the other night, or I didn't really forget. I just had so much going on, I couldn't get to it. Apologies if it's part of your week or the things you look forward to during the week. You know, I never mean to disappoint, except in the bedroom. <laughs> it's a good time. It took me so long to get started tonight. I've been home for like an hour and a half, and I could not get the fucking soundboard working for some reason. Like, I could do all the mic stuff, but I could not get the music stuff working. It took me forever. I'm not sure how I got it working, but it's working now. So... Good for me. Way to go, Brandon. Great for me. I'm pretty cool. Um, yeah, like I said, I just I just had some work stuff. I was traveling around a little bit. I just I just couldn't make the time. So I said, fuck it. We're just going to do one big long episode. I might be heading that way. I don't know. I haven't decided 100% yet whether I want to go still do two times a week or just kind of break it all down in the once. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it all out. Um, I might just do that. We'll just do it one time a week and just... Deal with the clunkiness of having three songs of the week and the Springsteen song of the week. We'll figure it all fucking out. Who knows? And then uh, anytime I do two times a week, it's because I get a guest on, and we can have a good time with that. Uh, we're getting really close. We're at the last few hurdles with Lauren. He's almost there. I've almost got him. I've almost got that son of a bitch. Uh, but, yeah, we're almost there. Um, and like I said, then the floodgates should open, and I'll have the other, like, six people I've talked to about coming on here. <laughs> Uh, if you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Um, Google, Apple, Amazon, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, um, basically anywhere you can get your podcast. Anchor, who is the sponsor of the episode, so thank you for that. Opening song of the night was Rage Against the Machine with Vietnam. Oh, hell yeah, man, what a great song. I've got the video back for one night only because I've got some super sexy pink-ass lighting behind me. And look at this other dope shit if you're watching the video that I can do. Look at this insane shit. I had it going during the opening song. Look at me. I won the fucking grand prize. I've got the lights flickering like crazy. If you're not watching the video, you're missing out on some cool shit here, man. Um, let me get back to the cool pink lighting. Oh, baby. Feeling on myself right now. Um, yeah, so I guess tonight we're going to do Springsteen Song of the Week. We've got some sports stuff, TV stuff. We've got some life stuff. We've got a big old fuck you to a major celebrity. And we've got the three sing songs of the week. It's going to be a great show, I believe. It's going to be the greatest show in the history of podcasts. I don't know. I don't rank that shit. I don't listen to enough podcasts to have a real opinion about it. But hey, you know, it's the greatest one I've ever been a part of. And I haven't even done it yet. Oh, uh, what is going on? I don't even know fucking where I started. I don't know. Do I jump into the sports talk or do I jump into the Springsteen song of the week first? I don't know, man. Like I said, I had a, some work stuff. I had a big meeting I had to go to, you know, because I'm important, whatever. And that cut down on my Wednesday time. I should have done it Tuesday night. It's just I didn't have the energy to really do it. Uh, I don't think I really had a show planned at that point. I didn't really have much written down, um, which I worked on the past few days. I think that's why I might be thinking about going to one time a week so I can really kind of I don't know. I just need to be more on top of writing shit down that I want to talk about on here or just work through. Um, it was a good time. Went to Portsmouth for a couple days. Saw some people. Saw some wonderful people. I'll talk about that here in a few minutes whenever I go into the whole trip and how wonderful it is to see certain people. Talk to them. Um, and I saw one person I fucking don't like, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about one reason why I don't fucking like him here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. So, yeah, you know what? Let's go into... 
I don't know. Let, 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 let me let me flip a coin in my mind. I don't know. Fuck it. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the for the for the for the sport 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 talk 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 talk. That was not obnoxious at all, was it? <laughs> that was fucking stupid. It was not as cool as I thought it could have been. I don't know. Maybe I'll figure some shit out with that. Liverpool destroyed Rangers the other day, 7-1, 7-1, second unbelievable victory for the Liverpool Red, we play Man City like Sunday, it's, gonna be, it's not going to be good, it's not going to be good at all, we're still not there, um, yeah, Mo scored the quickest hat trick in the history of the Champions League, which is pretty cool, it took him like six minutes, started off the bench, came in and just boom, 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 you know, I got on the phone with, um, some, uh, charity organization I work with, yeah, that's right, I do some charity here or there, um, Excuse me. Um, yeah, I got on the phone and by you know it took us like ten minutes or whatever. I got on the phone, come back, and I'm like, Mo's got a fucking hat trick. What the hell happened? Like I really missed the whole hat trick. That's insane. Um, yeah, then Darwin scored. Uh, Bobby Firmino, he's on fucking fire. That man is two more goals and a beautiful assist to Darwin. And then the youngster Harvey Elliott rounded off the scoring to make it seven one. Excellent. I don't think. Uh, let's see. Portsmouth beat Southampton, but I, I can't remember if it what type of game it was. Whether it was like a cup game or just like a friendly or something like that. Or it was just like against youngsters or just maybe it was just another 21 match. I don't know. Which that's like the main rival for Portsmouth is Southampton. So hell yeah. Always good to beat the rivals. Uh, Preston North End lost. Ugh, fuck. You know, got the momentum of beating uh, Norwich and then fucking drop it immediately. I can't remember who they fucking lost to now. Team they shouldn't be losing to. Uh, yeah, uh, Preston last I saw was eighth in the table, which is, you know, good. It's not too far from promotion spots. I mean, like I said, if they, they if offense can get going, they have a shot of promotion maybe. But I don't know. They, like I said, last a uh, couple days ago when we scored three goals, it doubled our uh, goal tally, not legitimately because it got us to seven. So technically, it wasn't half the goal tally, <laughs> but it was fucking close. Um, then what else happened? Then, uh, yeah, Portsmouth is like in fourth. I wasn't paying. I just had. I need to pay attention to the table a little bit more. Ipswich and somebody else. Who was it? Not Petersborough. Fuck. They're up like first and second. Like Portsmouth sitting in fourth. I do not want to do playoffs. That's. I mean, I remember watching the Blackpool game a couple years ago because uh, Neil Critchley, who used to be a youth coach for the for Liverpool, was there, and um. Yeah, I watched that, and like I remember being incredibly nervous. Like I remember being a real fan of this team. Uh, which Blackpool is one of Preston's main rivals, so fuck Blackpool. <laughs> nah. Now, I was really happy to beat Rangers, though, you know? I'm a Catholic kid. They're fucking those Presbyterian bastards. Get that shit out of here, man. Cross yourself when you score. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I really don't hate any Presbyterians or whatever the fuck they are. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, like, you know, I'm a Catholic kid. I used to be a big, you know, I was a big Celtic kid. Or not a Celtic kid. I was like, you know, a Celtic fan when I was getting into it. And then, but they like dominated so much. It wasn't fun to watch any of the Scottish League. So now I've decided to get into a little bit of the Scottish League. I'm working on getting some uh, merch over here. Um, Hibernian. The Hibs. You know, doing the Hibby. Um, I've got, I'm looking to get some jerseys and some cool pins for my jacket. Which, speaking of which, I realized when I got home last night, I left my cool ass jean jacket at my mother's house. You know, how. Hmm. I mean, how in the else in the world is anybody going to know I'm cool if I'm not wearing those cool-ass jean jacket? 
I guess I have to wear my other really cool-ass jean jacket. That's right. You always got the backup jean jacket when you need it, bro. That's me. That's, that's my one life lesson. That's the one thing I'd ever teach my child. Have two jean jackets. One is a cool backup. Great father. Oh, shit. Then what else? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to get into Tranmere Rovers, who are the in the fourth tier of English football. Why not? I mean, let's have some fun. Tranmere is also a Merseyside, so it should be fun. They beat Crew Alexandria, or they I think they did. They were up 2-0 last I saw, in like the 80th minute, I believe, when I saw it. Um, so that's good. Good, good, great. Wonderful. All that fun stuff. Um, anything else was going on? I, I'd watched a bit of the MLB playoffs. I don't give a shit, though. I just don't. I just don't care. What's that doing there? Um, you know, Louis Castillo gave up a home on Jordan Alvarez, and that was like, ah, I switched it at that point. I was pissed. Fuck the goddamn Astros. I saw Ted Cruz was at one of their games wearing Astro shit. If that's not another reason to hate those fucking piece of shit bastards, there's no other reason. Because fuck Ted Cruz. I hope that son of a bitch gets, like, punched in the face by his wife, like, on national television. Or he gets caught, like, I don't even know. I don't even say what I want. hope happens to that motherfucker because, you know, whatever. Whatever, man. Fuck him. Piece of shit. Um, any other sports, sports stuff? I guess hockey started up. Basketball start. I don't care about basketball. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, hockey starting up. Too early to really know anything, man. Don't know. You know, one game's one game. Who gives a shit? I know pasta got off started. Right? Are they in it? Are they in the fucking preseason? I don't fucking know. I need to get a little bit more. I'm so disconnected from shit. Like, you know, it's like soccer all the time now. Hit the footy all the time. Um, yeah, but like beating Rangers the other day. Also, on top of that, like they they were being fucking shitheads, you know, just booing you never walk alone. Which I get, you know, booing you'll never walk alone as a Rangers fan because that's also like a big Kel- like Celtic also sings that song quite a bit. Um, but then there's like you know, go home, you murdering scouts bastards. Which oh Jesus fucking Christ. So it's good. It's like it's nice, you know, because I had to have that conundrum of liking Rangers a little bit. Because uh, Stevie G, one Liverpool legend, the greatest player Liverpool's probably ever had, one of my favorite players, one of the main reasons I chose to be a Liverpool fan was Stevie G. He went there and was manager and, like, you know, got him a title, which was fucking dope. You know, kept uh, Celtic or Celtic. They call it Celtic. It's Celtic. I don't fucking care. You know, Hibernian till I die, bro. Uh, The Hibs. um, Yeah, Celtic was going to win 10 straight fucking years, like 10 years in a row. Like, that's not even a goddamn league at that point. Who fucking cares? But yeah, he stopped it. Good for Stevie. Then he gets to Aston Villa. Hopefully he can keep them going. I don't think he's ever going to be Liverpool manager. There's so many people who wanted to be Liverpool manager after Klopp leaves, and I don't don't know. I don't think he's going to be that. I think he's better than Frank Lampard because Lampard's a fucking joke, but, you know, whatever. That's why he's at Everton. (laughs) Because Everton's a joke. Um... Yeah, so it's nice to like not have to like fake being a fan of a team. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Hibernians in third place. It's like it's it's fun because it's it's gonna be like rooting for an underdog at all the time. Uh, no team has won the Scottish Premier League outside of Rangers and uh, Celtic since uh, Celtic Celtic. Who gives a shit? Um, since was like eighty six, eighty seven. Or is it 85, 86? Either one's like ridiculous. It's been like 40 years since a team that was not Rangers or Celtic won the fucking Scottish Premier League or Scottish uh, League One or whatever the fuck they call it, championship. Uh, yeah, 40 years. It was Sir Alex Ferguson, a Manchester United legend and full-on bastard, um, took Aberdeen to the title all those years ago. Jeez, 40 years. 40 years, two teams winning. That's insanely stupid. Kind of stupid. It's mostly stupid, isn't it? Yeah. 
I think so. Um, uh, but it should be fun. should be good to kind of, you know, just paying attention more. Just getting, you know, more into cool, fun stuff. More into getting up really early on fucking Saturdays and Sundays to enjoy stuff. <laughs> Old age. I mean, if you're going to be up at that time, fucking enjoy something. I don't know. Who knows what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, is there any other cool sports stuff? I know, like I said, Liverpool play fucking Man City. Uh, I think Preston North End play Stoke tomorrow. They should, yeah. Um, well, you know, we're looking good. The Liverpool's looking good to be in the Champions League knockout rounds. You know, two wins, uh, three wins. You know, the one loss to Napoli when Napoli just fucking rampaged us. Uh, but they're rampaging everybody, so I don't know. Should be all right. I don't care. I do care. Let's see. You know, Klopp's already talking the league's gone. It is. Like I said, it's, you know, it's up to Arsenal to kind of, you know, mount a title charge against fucking Man City. I keep saying that even though, like, Arsenal is the team that's leading the league. But, like, it's just like it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like Man City's already won the league. (laughs) And they're still sitting second place. That's what you get. Like, you know, it's like. You know, I don't mean to hope. I mean, it's like I always I, I thought Holland might have issues with injuries. I know, like, who knows how great he'll be for how long? Being that size, man, six four, six five, and fucking the footy. As much as he's like a striker and stuff like that, like, that's. But at the same time, Lewandowski doesn't give a shit. He's like fucking thirty four. Latan is just a monster, and he's you know he's finally tailed off. He's thirty nine, you know. So and then you have like Ronaldo. I don't know. Ronaldo's pretty tall, but I don't know. Who knows how well that body holds up? You never know. You really never know. Certain guys are just monsters, and then they just fade away quickly, and some guys can sustain it for years and years and years. Or they adapt their game. So, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Let's get into the Bruce Springsteen song of the week. Since uh, we're already here, um, you know, like I said, I I might just drop down to one show a week. I still haven't decided. I might still do something this Wednesday just to see how I feel about it, and then uh, we'll work from there. Um this week, I don't know, I was listening and just, it popped on. It's off Dead Man Walking. It's called Dead Man Walking. It's a great fucking track from Bruce. It's got one of my favorite lines, not just by Bruce, but by any artist of all time. Why am I searching that when I just should just do this? Come on. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, I want these fucking songs. Not a goddamn Springsteen song, you fucking idiots. Dead air. Oh, where is it? There. Oh, I love it. There it is. It's in the. It's in Bruce's uh, goatee days in the mid '90s. Um, yeah, when he had the goatee, and he looked kind of odd. Because I don't know, goatees never made sense to me. I don't like goatees. They freak me out, man. They freak me out. Ugh, it's an irrational fear of mine as people with goatees. Especially now. Like, there's no reason for anybody to have a goatee anymore. Uh, anyway, this is Dead Man Walking from Springsteen. The Bruce Springsteen Song of the Week. Hopefully you could pick out which uh, lyric I'm talking about for the... Uh, one of my favorite lyrics of all time. And it's one of those I like to reflect on every once in a while. Especially when like, I get into my moments of uh, being unsure about myself anymore. And like, kind of when I'm in like those dark moods. And especially whenever your kind of anxiety or depression and stuff like that likes to pile on. At least mine does. It likes to pile on you and kind of reinforced like this like the low self-esteem like likes to reinforce itself uh it's got one of those lines in there that yeah it's oh yeah um let's do this 
the pale horse coming And I'm gonna ride it I'll rise in the morning My fate decided I'm a dead man walking I'm a dead man walking In St. James Parish I was born and christened I've got my story Mister, ain't no need for you to listen It's just a dead man talking Once I had a job I had a good Between our dreams and actions lies this world In the deep forest Their bloody and tears rushed over me All I could feel was the drugs and the shotgun And my fear up inside of me Like a dead man the summer sky my eyes went black sister I won't ask for forgiveness my sins are all I have and the clouds above my prison move slowly across the sky there's a new day coming and my dreams are Oh yeah, yeah, great song here by Bruce off the movie Dead Man Walk, and I've never watched it, I've never watched it, who's even in that film? Uh, let's see, who is in this fucking movie? Oh, it's a Sean Penn film, 1995. Susan Sarandon? Oh, shit. Raymond J. Barry? Ermie? Fuck. Put this movie on the goddamn watch list. Anybody else in here? Is that Scott Wilson? Who's Scott Wilson? Uh, oh, yeah, Scott Wilson. He played uh, the one guy, Herschel, right? From Walking Dead? I guess that's what most people would know him from. Margot Martindale's in that movie. I fucking love her. Peter Sarsgaard. Jack Black's in it. Get the fuck on out of here. Why have I not watched this movie? Oh, I guess I'm just lazy. Oh, man. But yeah, Dead Man Walking by Springsteen. How about that fucking line, though, there in the middle? Where is it? What have I done with it? You know? Sister, I won't ask for forgiveness. My sins are all I have. Whew. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only thing keeping you you. It's your sins or something like that. The only thing keeping you, you know, you got nothing left, so all you have is your sins to work on. I don't know. I don't know, man. I de but I definitely know what that fucking feels like. Uh, yeah. God, sister, I won't ask for forgiveness. My sins are all I have, you know. That's fucking good. That's good, man. I had a job. I had a girl. But between our dreams and action lies this world. Oh, oh man. It's definitely like, you know, card's been dealt against you there, pal. Um, God. 
What a great song. Great song of Dead Man Walking. Let's put that on the watch list. We'll be watching Dead Man Walking at some point here soon. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it. Uh, did Bruce win an Oscar for that song? Or was he just nominated? God damn it. Gotta keep searching shit because I'm never prepared because I never know where I'm going anytime. Uh, song Oscar? Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. It was nominated. Okay, yeah. It was nominated for an Oscar. There we go. At least I knew a little bit about it. Um, yeah, I forgot Sean Penn was in it. For some reason, I think like Stephen Dorff was in it, which 95 would have been early for Stephen Dorff. Uh, I like Stephen Dorff. He's got a great scummy look, too. But he definitely looks like that guy who could, like, you know, in that same vein. Just like... Hey, you know, I came into town. I had to leave my whole life behind because I fucked it all up. And now I'm just working on redemption. Love a good story of redemption, man. It's my favorite fucking, you know, motif or uh, your favorite, um, whatever they fuck. What do they call that? Motifs? They hell, it's also called, like, you know, the... No. Eh, who fucking cares? Whatever. Springsteen Song of the Week. Dead Man Walking. From the film, Dead Man Walking. Great song. Like I said, he has a cowboy hat. I love the slide in there. Good atmospheric song. It's just like a little, you know, just that little acoustic strum. Oh, it's a good, good track. Good track. Great track. Wonderful track. Uh, it's been a week since you heard that. I bet you've missed it. Let's get this shit out of here. Oh, man. What else is going on? I uh, I have one episode. I got to watch the season finale of Ring of Power still. The last episode, this, this show is so goddamn uneven. It's <laughs> like, I feel like... Uh, Gladriel just went through, like, this incredible character change of, like, oh, you should be way more less reckless, young kid. It's like, I've watched you be, like, insanely reckless this entire show, but now all of a sudden it's like, in what, because a mountain blew up, you're like, oh, we need to be, you know, you know, gotta be less reckless. We gotta be smarter about things. It's like, what the, f I don't know. I do hate the fact that they had to spell out at the end, because, you know, they show, like, the wasteland. You understand if you know anything about Lord of the Rings, or just, like, it's Mordor or whatever. And at the end, they had to do, like, Southlands, and then it fades out, and Mordor comes up. You're like, Jesus Christ, can you just trust me to be a little bit intelligent or just a little understanding? I wish they would have, like, faded out a little bit more, and like, because they've had some really cool map shots in the show. Like, just, like, showing the map as they travel shit, that they could have, like, uh, uh, just, like, the Southlands could fade on the map and Mordor comes up. That would have been a lot cooler, I thought. I don't know. And then, uh... I don't give that t too much shits about the Hobbit stuff. I don't. Like, it's not, like, badly acted. I don't think the storyline's that stupid or anything like that. Um, it's just I don't really care. I really didn't want Hobbits to be involved. I really don't want that goddamn stranger to be Gandalf. Like, I'm going to be pretty upset if it is. I'm going to be actually not happy at all about that. Because, like, it, it's putting that the actor, I'm not sure who the actor is, up against just an insurmountable hill to climb. Like, he's going to have to be compared to Ian McKellen the entire time, who fucking just, you know, raged, or not raged, he just fucking he destroyed being Gandalf. He is Gandalf, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just like, it's tough. They might make him Radagast, or they might make him, I think he should be one of the Blue Wizards, who, I don't know. You know, I'm getting deep into the lore shit here. Uh, I'm still not caught up on Hot D, but yeah, well, let's, let's not move on to Hot D just yet. Uh, but yeah, then, I still like the elf guy, the, the uh, oh, I don't know their names well enough. Um, I don't want to say Black Elf, because I feel that's very disrespectful. But he's been one of the better characters in the show. Um, but I also feel like I've, I've watched a few other people talk about it. Like, Doran, 
and Elrond, it, it's been wonderful. I think the the Moria stuff's been really good. I don't like the fact that they might do the fall of like Casa Doom and it doesn't make sense timeline wise, but they're condensing like fucking forever into like two years or whatever the fucking timeline is. Uh, so why not? Uh, but, um, but the heart of the show is Doran. Like he is the by far the best character so far. I also like his wife. I think his wife's been really good too, Disa. Um, but they've been outstanding. Elrond's been really good though. He does have like this really like kind of, um, all knowing look or like kind of half smile on his face at all times. It's, kind of annoying like unless he's like super high that's what it kind of looks like he's just like his eyes are like kind of closed and he's just kind of smiling all the time and it's uh he definitely looks like he's stoned most of the time maybe the elves were i mean tolkien loved the good weed man he loved the good weed i mean he probably spent like 15 pages in one of the lord of the rings books talking about the goddamn weed that's in the fucking show or in the in the books or in the world of Middle-earth. That's like the one thing, like, trying to read Lord of the Rings sometimes. Like, it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? We've been going on for seven pages about this random-ass song about nothing. <laughs> uh, I do love those books, though. They are beautifully written. Uh, what else is going on, guys? Oh, yeah, that's like the hot D. Hey, I'm just going to wait till the end of the season. That kind of splurge it. Uh still haven't heard anybody else call it the hot D and it's making me very upset because it's right there for the taking guys the hot D give me the hot D come on I mean it's right there why are we not all over this I know a lot of you are all over the hot D all the time <laughs> I'm funny um yeah I finished up the midnight club that's probably I think it's better than blind manor in terms of Flanagan shows that's been on Netflix uh I don't think it's anywhere close to midnight mass or um Haunting a Hill House. I'd still go Haunting a Hill House, Midnight Mass, then probably Midnight Club, but it's it's a little bit of a drop. Probably like a B, B minus overall. I always put like Bly Manor, like C plus, B minus. Bly Manor is like really good in the first half of that show and then kind of falls apart. Like it just kind of comes to like a weird halt halfway through that show. And like the progression's odd and I'm like, can we just wrap this shit up? Um, still a good show. Or I think acting's great. Um no, but I thought Midnight Mass was pretty cool. Not Midnight Mass, I'm sorry. Midnight Club was really cool. Um, I guess they're open to doing another season. I don't know. I was hoping it would be a little bit more like Are You Afraid of the Dark, where it's just the kids meeting up and just kind of telling their own stories. Um, I feel like there's some holes, though, in the plot. It's like she was having visions before she went there. And then they get there, it's like, oh, you know, your drugs can kind of make you see stuff. So at the end, you're like, oh, no, you saw stuff. And it's like, oh, it was because of your drugs or whatever. I'm like, but she was seeing shit way before she went to this fucking place. I don't know. And then, I don't know. It's it, it's all right. And I feel like they kind of just, uh, like, they had, like, big cliffhangers or whatever. And then they would immediately jump into them the next episode. And sometimes it was like, oh, that was all we're doing there. Like, they're doing the whole big seance thing heading into the last episode and then it's taken care of within four minutes and then it's just like a whole exposition episode or like the whole like the what you would call it the epilogue more than an actual thing I don't know like I said I thought overall it was pretty good um some good jump scares I know they kind of made fun of jump scares in the first episode because they threw so many in there on purpose just to kind of fuck with the idea of jump scares um I don't know how meta that was because I know some people complain that Midnight Mass wasn't scary at all, and that's the problem. There was no jump scares, even though it was like a completely different type of like fear and terror, like you know the misunderstanding of uh, faith or the the weaponizing of scripture for your own personal gains and stuff like that. 
you know, or just like, you know, misinterpreting scripture as well, you know, to misinterpret that a fucking angel is not a fucking vampire. <laughs> God, Midnight Mass is so much fun. It is such a fun show to watch. Like, uh, the, the, the fucking act is on point. The, Hamish Linklater, the guy who played, like, the priest, um, father, oh, fuck, I forgot the name. Uh, but he is great. I hope he's in everything all the time. Like, him, Jesse Plemons, they need to be in everything all the fucking time. Like, come on. Like, we have the means to do this. He was, like, Hamish Linklater was the best part of the stand. Now, at the same time, it didn't take anything to be good in the stand. It didn't take anything, but he was still the best part of the entire show. That show, oh my god, don't, mm. I might have to dedicate, like, a whole episode to how much I hated the stand when it was on CBS Plus, or now it's Paramount Plus or whatever. One of the worst things I've ever watched in my life. The Stand is like my favorite book ever. That's my. It might be my favorite book. I love fucking Larry Underwood. I love so much about that fucking book. There's such greatness in it. And like they had the one in the early '90s with Molly Ringwald and Gary Sinise and uh, uh, who played Tom Cullen? Oh shit! Oh, wasn't it Coach from the guy? The coach, uh, the guy, Marshall Erickson's dad from How Much Mother. He's also in some other stuff. He's the guy. Who, he's the guy who voices Patrick in SpongeBob. Um, I think he was Tom Cullen, wasn't he? Or am I just making something up? I don't fucking know. And then um, no, I lost my train of thought. Then Brad William Hinky played Tom Cullen, and it's it's the showrunners' faults, really. Like they just did a horrible job. It seems so bad. Because Brian William Hinkie's great. He was in um, Justified, Lost. He, he's in, in so much different things over the years. He's always in stuff. I love Brian William Hinkie. I think he's a great actor. Um, but it was so cringy watching him. Because, you know, uh, Tom Cullen, right? Am I, am I thinking of the right character? Let me just double check that. Or is that an actor? Is Tom Cullen an actor? Hold on. Yeah, it is Tom Cullen. Okay, I'm, I'm right. Okay, I'm right. Tom Cullen. It is Tom Cullen. You know, he spells stuff, and it says it spells moon. Um, you know, because he's, you know, he's slow. He's a little men mentally, um, what's the right term? I don't even know the right terms anymore. I'll go into terms a little bit later on and talk about something. Um, he's a little bit slower, or, you know, he's a little bit whatever they fucking say anymore. I don't fucking know anymore. I try to, but also I just don't have time to... Because it feels like it changes all the time. But anyways, back on fucking topic here. Uh, he, yeah, and Whoever cut this together just did not do him any favors. Uh, there's also a shot in Ring of Power, like how the power of editing and like just shot selection can just improve so many things. And how some when it's lacking, it can really take... like either a good acting choice or something like that and just take all the power out of it, make it look horrible. There's like a, cause there's a scene in Rings of Power cause the queen of Numenor gets blinded and, uh, Ellen deal is like right there and he has to realize that they might be leaving a sealed door behind. He's crying and it's a really awkward shot of him crying and it makes him, it just looks goofy. I don't understand it, but yeah, they did the same thing to fucking Brad William Hickey in the stand. They made his, everything he did look kind of like a guy acting like he was mentally like challenged or in in um incapable or whatever they say I don't know I'm sorry, um, so yeah there's just like it, it uh, then the best the, the best part was Hamish Linklater, and then then like the last episode uh Skarsgård does a, a dance, and it's fucking hysterical 
if that's the best part. The rest of it's garbage. I take that back, actually. I do take that back a little bit. Uh, the kid who played, um, oh, shoot. No, damn it. Come on, Brandon. What's his name? Harold. Harold Louder. Um, the, the guy who played him I thought was really good. I thought he was really good. I thought the girl who played uh, Franny was not good at all. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is fucking what's uh, Mother Abigail was awful. Awful. Just horrible casting, too. It was just one of those, like, when I heard it, I was like, this show's going to be bad, isn't it? Like, it's just too on the nose or something. I can't understand it. I'm like, why is it not like L. Scott Caldwell or somebody like that? Why, why, why has it got to be fucking Whoopi Goldberg? Who hasn't done, like, relevant shit for how long? And you want to put her in, like, the crux of this fucking show? What she just does is sit on fucking morning talk shows and just talk shit and argue with what's this, what the, the John McCain's dumbass daughter. Um, that's all she does now. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Why is she in this? You know, she's out of the game, basically, man. She's out the pasture at that point, doing these fucking The Voice. Except El Scott Caldwell would have been great. She's, she's the woman who plays Rose on Lost. She just popped right into my head. There's so many great actresses out there who could have been... It's been wonderful in that role. And none of them are Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know. I'm not saying... I, I, I like some of old Whoopi's stuff. Old, you know, old Whoopi shit. Like Rat Race. And uh, what? Like There's like uh, the sister... The sister's act, right? I can't fucking remember. But I don't know who gives a shit. Uh, she made Ted Dance and do blackface. I don't think she made him. I think he was trying to do a joke. And now it's like... Uh, but Ted Danson's a good guy, I think. <laughs> oh, shit. We are really out of it, man. We're having a good time. This is going to be a long-ass episode, guys. It's going to be the, probably the longest episode I ever do. Or at least I'm going to do for a while, because I have loaded up this show, I think. Um, yeah, but the stand's so bad. Where, have I, where did I even get here? Homish Linklater. Yeah, um, yeah, Homish Linklater. He was, he's like the CDC doctor in the first episode. And once he died, I was like, man... It sucks that this guy's dead. I wish he was still around. Also, I didn't like James Marsden at all. Like, I like James Marsden. He's good in comedy. He's not good in, like, dramas. I've never really seen him in dramas, and I'm like, this guy's great. And I thought he was not good as Stu. Um, and it did one of those things. It's the episode where they pick, like, Tom Cullen and a couple other people to go infiltrate Randall Flagg's, like, camp or whatever. Uh, Las Vegas. And... This chick was in, like, four or five things in, like, a year, and I never thought she was good in any of them. She was in the show called The Crossing, I think it was The Crossing, with Steve Zahn, who I love, uh, and then some other people. But it was like, she does the, the thing I hate more than anything in a movie that's supposed to be taken serious. If it's a comedy, it can work, especially, like, an action comedy. Um, but if it's, like, a show I'm supposed to take serious at stakes and stuff like that, like, this is a fight for the fucking soul of humanity at this point. That's what Stan is. Like, at the end of the day, it's the fight for the soul of humanity and the future of humanity and stuff like that. Uh, it's one of the many different themes in that fucking beautiful book. Um, but she does... They tell her the, the fucking plan, and then she breaks down how stupid this plan is. Like, so you mean to tell me I need to go across the country, infiltrate, you know, the pure evil, uh, make sure I'm never caught or killed and like fighting across this apocalyptic wasteland, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it just lays out how this is a dumb plan. And then at the end, he's like, 
when do I get started? I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. What the fuck is that? Who thinks that's good writing anymore? It only works in comedies. If you put an actual drama together and do that scene, it automatically just makes everything stupid. It makes all your heroes look like idiots that they think this is the best plan they have. Like it makes – ugh, it's ugh, – it infuriated me when I watched that scene. I wanted to throw my f- remote, throw anything I had in my fucking hand through the TV. I hated it. Oh, I got so angry watching it. I hate that fucking show. Ugh. Because, like, people would shit on the early 90s one with Sinise and Molly Ringwald, who I've already said. Um, but this one was ten times worse. Like, ten times fucking worse. I know Ben Affleck was supposed to direct it. As like, I think it was supposed to be, like, two movies. I'd be really interested in seeing that. I really like Affleck as a director. I think he's great. I don't think he was supposed to be Redman or anything like that. Um, I really wish I could have seen how that would have worked out. Because it could not have been worse than what this fucking was. I really doubt. I don't think there's any way possible... To make it worse than what it was, um, I know some people say good. It kind of failed. They like they put the excuse like it failed because you know, COVID happened or whatever. And it's like no, it didn't. It did not. You know, and it made people not want to watch it. I'm like motherfucker. People start watching Contagion, which is like a very, very, very mediocre fucking film. Or uh, there's like a oh, is there a Dustin Hoffman movie from the late '90s about the same exact fucking thing? Like you know, outbreak. Like people were watching the shit out of that stuff. Whenever fucking COVID started breaking out. Like, so don't tell me that people didn't want us to stand. Like, it just sucked. You failed at it, showrunners. You failed big time. It was, uh, it was unwatchable in a lot of parts. Like I said, they had two shining lights. Um, really. The Skarsgård dance and Hamish Linklater. And I want to see Hamish Linklater in so many different things all the time. Apparently he's in Midnight Club. I need to go back because apparently there's a lot of cameos. Like, Carlos Gugino's in the background somewhere. Um... Oh, there's like oh, – like because oh, Flanagan uses the same people over and over again. Like he likes to use the same kind of casts over. So, you know, he's used like Carlos Gugino in Hill House and Bly Manor. Um, wasn't in Midnight Mass, but apparently she shows up in Midnight Club somewhere. Uh, Raul Cooley, uh, the guy who plays the janitor of Midnight Club, was the drunk from – did I just hear somebody knock on my door? I will be right back. Guess not. 
I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry about the dead air there. <laughs> it really sounded like somebody knocked on the door. Ooh, let's talk about spooky stuff too, wasn't I? Ooh. Anyways, where were we? Did somebody text me or anything like that? I wonder if that's my upstairs neighbor. I don't know. What was I fucking talking about? Oh, uh, let's talk about like the background stuff. Yeah, the guy who played uh, the janitor in Midnight Club was also the drunk in Midnight Mass, and he was also the uh, the, the like the like the housekeepers in Hill House. So yeah. Anyway, whatever. You know. Then also you had uh, you know she was the wife in Hill House of um, the main guy. Dario Noharis from Game of Thrones. Then she was the just the ultimate evil in Midnight Mass. And then she was like kind of the hippie chick in fucking Midnight Club. I love how he used those people. There's like Hamish Link there's apparently in the background, Carlos Gugino, and there's a couple other people from all of his other shows that were in the background that I did not notice. I wasn't paying attention, did not know they were supposed to be there. Uh so apparently they say like Mike Clanning was talking about it, they did like a live thing, and he said uh, only one person has picked out Hamish Linklater so far, so that's pretty neat. Because they said they they told him exactly, he was like, oh, is it this one? And he's like, yes, it is. And it's like, ooh, good. Uh, so I have to rewatch it. That gives it rewatch value. So that's kind of cool. Oh man, where are we in this fucking thing? And speaking of people who. We're supposed to be in shows or, you know, background or whatever. Uh, I've been listening to the It's Always Sunny podcast where they go over old episodes. And they got to the episode with Rob Thomas and Sinbad, which is a fucking great episode. It's got the it's the erotic life of Dennis Reynolds where he, like, uh, reads, like, his book to the woman. And it's just – it's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Um, She <laughs> – because he's all very eloquent and then he's very blunt. And he's like, oh – like, um, her breasts were awesome. <laughs> it kills me. Oh, it's a great episode in Sinbad. Sing a song. Shut up. <laughs> and just the randomness of that Sinbad and Rob Thomas being there. It's it's pretty freaking great. Uh, but apparently, they were, it's the same episode where Mac tries to act like he's got cancer to get a bedside concert from Bon Jovi. And, or... I can't remember. I can't remember how fucking Frank says his name. It's great, um, but they were talking about it about how they were trying to get Bon Jovi to be on the in the actual episode, and they you know they couldn't get him. Uh, but apparently, they had like through Danny DeVito had gotten Bruce like Springsteen to agree to be on the show, but they didn't like the like scheduling didn't work out, and like they said that and then just kept moving on. I'm like, what? We need. I need more of this story. I need to know when Springsteen. It's prob- maybe it was the Boardwalk episode where they go to Atlantic City. Um, I don't know, but I'm like so fascinated by this idea that Springsteen would have showed up on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Like it just blew. Like, it made me. I was like, "Oh, I gotta hear this story." They better fucking talk about it. They better fucking talk about it. <laughs> uh, that'd have been so wild. I just don't even, I don't even know what I've done. If Springsteen would have showed up on it's always sunny and like where and when Like, so the only thing I could think of was maybe when they go to Atlantic city, it could have worked out that way. Um, I don't know, but it definitely piqued my interest to keep listening. Oh, 
I guess it's time to talk about the Portsmouth trip. Yeah, went down there, did some work stuff, and then uh, went out to my mom's, did some cool stuff, sat there, watched a little bit of baseball, watched movies. I watched uh, watched Your Highness with uh, Franco and McBride. That movie was outdated when it came out, and now it's very, very, very outdated. Like, there's a whole scene where they're just creeping on a woman, like, bathing. <laughs> Like, uh, it's supposed to be some goofy comedy, but at the same time, it's not goofy enough and it's not comedic enough. I think they should have just like, like you know, they're they're speaking in bad accents and stuff like that. And bad accents are a very, very, um, they're a joke that doesn't have very long legs. You know what I mean? It's a joke that it's just it doesn't have enough in it to keep like to keep going. Like you know, it it works for like a few minutes. But so to do a 90 minute movie where the accents are purposely bad is ugh. Ugh, it's not good. Um Damian Lewis is in it. Makes me sad cuz I fucking love Damian Lewis. <laughs> He's not such I I don't want it to be in bad stuff. Um Charles Dance, the guy who played Tywin Lannister. Right but has been right before probably Tywin Lannister blew up and everybody knew who he was. <sighs> Toby Jones. I like Toby Jones. Um, Zoe Deschanel. Natalie Portman. I watched Leon not too long ago with Natalie Portman. That was like her breakout role, I believe. And also she was in Heat. Um, she's great in fucking uh, Leon, the professional. Or Leon, the professional. However you fucking say it, I can't remember. Because um, she was she was young. I mean, she was like 13 or something like that. And she wasn't annoying, which is always awesome when you get the kid actors who aren't annoying. That movie is kind of odd, though. Great film. Great film. Who is it? Rene Russo? Ooh, yeah, but Your Highness was not great. Then I also watched Oz the Wise and Powerful. I had the choice because Heat was on again. I was like, eh, I don't know how long we will be here. I don't want to watch the whole thing of Heat. Oz, great and powerful. I've never seen that, but I always kind of wanted to. Franco is such an odd actor. He's so weird. Like, he sometimes can be brilliant, and sometimes he can just be so fucking hammy and corny, and sometimes it's happening within the same scene. Like, he's just wonderful. And then other times, it's like, what am I watching here? I don't understand this. But yeah, they had uh, Rachel Weiss, uh, was it, is it Michelle Williams? Shit, I can't remember who the blonde is. And then um, Mila Kunis. Rachel Vice is beautiful. Hmm. Good for her. I always liked in the first mummy because she was just like kind of normal, but she was, you know, it was like she was like this normal woman who just kicked ass. So like normal, like they didn't like dress her up or anything like that. And then in the second one, here she comes with super smoky eyes and hair's all done up. I'm like, geez, she looks like a completely different actress between the first mummy and the second mummy. I don't know. I don't understand anything. I just love how that happened. And, um,. I, I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm going with that. Yeah, but the Oz Great Power was fine. I like Zach Braff a lot as the monkey. Um, ended up getting pretty bored of it, though, and kind of zoning out halfway through. I'd probably... probably So, yeah, it, it was... Like I said, it was fine. I think I've watched the whole thing, but I can't remember it. So that doesn't say a lot for it, but Your Highness was probably like a 3 out of 10. Like, it, the jokes aren't great. And they also have that scene where they're in the fight pit, and they have that, like, man-baby... Um, putting his hand in the cauldron or whatever. And that's the introduction of Natalie Portman. That guy makes me so uncomfortable. The guy, I don't know. I, adults in diapers make me so goddamn uncomfortable. 
I'm not talking like older people who need that stuff. I'm just talking about yeah, like they walk around shirtless and it may not be like a diaper per se, but it's definitely like a cloth thing that looks like a fucking diaper. It makes me so uncomfortable for some reason. I don't understand. I don't know why. It just really does. And just yeah, like the man baby stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I want to survive in Japan, apparently, because apparently in Japan right now, there's more adult diapers being sold than uh, children's diapers, which is creepy. <laughs> oh, shit. Now we're going to go down to Portsmouth and I uh, went to hung out, hang out, went down to Lauren, saw Lauren at the pub. Good to see him. Um, saw a couple other people I know. Talked to him for a few seconds. Uh, good people, you know. And then, yeah, I said I talked to Lauren. Getting it all figured out. He's going to come up on a Wednesday, and that's when we're going to do the whole thing. Jay Bell's going to come in. He's going to record the whole thing for us. He's going to answer stupid questions that will randomly pop into my head. I'm like, look this shit up. He's not getting paid a fucking cent. I guarantee that. <laughs> Unless I start making money off the podcast, I'll be glad to give him some cash for it. Uh, yeah, then I went down to uh, Frankenstein's. I saw my sweet baby Mona. Oh, it's always great to see Mona. She is the shining light of Soda County. Like, just absolutely wonderful person. I think I've talked about her before on this podcast. She's the best. Absolute best. I absolutely love Mona. I hope she has more success than anybody else in the, in the entire world. Maybe not, except for me, maybe. And maybe like my mother or, like you know, my family. But, you know, I, I absolutely love Mona. She's just a really, really good person. I don't know how she puts up with half the shit she has to put up with. Um... Yeah, but she's doing a great job. I think she's like basically the manager of Steins, and I think she's doing an absolutely kick-ass job. Every time I go in there, it's like business. It was like the first – Wednesday was the first time I went in there, and I actually really got to talk to her just because it wasn't super busy. Usually I go in there, man. It's just fucking packed all the time. Um, so good for her, making probably some great money. Um, yeah, like I said, Shining Line of Sayota County. If you ever go to Sayota County, you got to stop in the Steins to see Mona. Um, don't waste their fucking time ordering goddamn vodka, Collins. I, you know who you fucking are. Don't you know? You don't 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 fucking order that shit. Then complain about it. It's goddamn Frankenstein's. What are you ordering a vodka, Collins for? Where are you fucking at? New York City? Huh? 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 <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I don't know, man. But it was good to see him. I sent her talking. She was telling me that uh, she was taking the next day off because it was her one of her kids. Uh, what just fucking flew at my eye? Um. It was like her last volleyball game for her sophomore year. She's like, goddamn right, I'm going to be there. I'm like, hell yeah. Then I watched a bit of the Phillies-Cubs game while I was there. Not the Phillies-Cubs, Phillies-Braves. And I was like, I was kind of like, you know, hopefully the Braves can repeat. Because I keep forgetting the Braves just won the World Series last year. And then I, you know, so how far I've been disconnected from baseball this year. Me and Lauren talked a little bit about how disconnected we were from it. Um, I did not realize they brought Mar Marcelo Zuna back and, like, let him play. Guy beat the sh like beat the shit out of his wife from all reports. Then got a DUI also this year, and he's still on the fucking team. I saw him playing today. I was like, "Fuck the Braves!" You know, get them the fuck off. Like, hopefully they fucking lose. I know the Phillies were fucking putting it to them earlier, so hopefully they continue to. Cause like, ugh, like I don't get you know fucking eat them cash, cancel his fucking contract. I don't give two shits. That's one thing I really disconnect with. I know players associations there to protect the players and keep owners from screwing them over, and I do really highly appreciate that because the owners are pieces of shit in all sports. But there's certain times where guys no longer deserve like the protection, and Marcelo Zuna is one of them. He's a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Throw through his fucking skull, just like the goddamn Astros. Throw through their fucking skulls. Uh. What else am I talking about? Yeah, then like I said, then um, didn't get to see my mom much, which sucks, because uh, 
she got home. She stayed to stay late at work because she works too much. And uh, by the time she got back, I'm like, I'm about to leave for the pub. Go talk to Lauren. And then, you know, I didn't get back into like midnight. Um, and then the next day, you know, I got all my stuff done. I'm like, I got to get going. Um, yeah. So then she called me, talked on the phone. My cousin, cousin, what the fuck, Brandon? My nephew, Bryson, played football out at Valley. I thought about going over there, but it's just like, it's tough to make the timelines work, man. Mom needs a new washer and dryer. That's the fucking problem. Because it takes all goddamn day to do anything with it. And I don't have enough time to visit with other people. I like, you know, I had to come down for very specific things. You have to be in my agenda. You have to be in my agenda long before I go down. So, I don't know. I like how it sounded important by saying agenda there. Like, fuck, I can make the goddamn time if I need to. Whatever. What am I talking about? I'm I'm going off the rails here, I believe. I've got some fucking heartburn going. This isn't good, man. Uh, well, we do have some sad stuff to talk about. We do have some rest in peace, man. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, the man who played Hagrid. I think how most people will know him is the guy who played Hagrid um, passed away at 72. For some reason, I thought he was older than that. So, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. But, you know, yeah, always sad to see. Especially somebody, part of it, I, I talked to somebody who said they didn't give a sh- they don't watch the witchcraft stuff. And I thought it was a joke. And then I realized they weren't joking. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking real. Jesus fucking Christ. How fucking stupid are we? <laughs> stupid. But then they watched the Dahmer thing and like, oh, I fucking loved it. I'm like, so fake ass witches and wizards are the devil. But you can sit there and watch a fucking serial killer movie, like show that like glorified, like especially because Ryan Murphy sucks. He's a horrible show writer, like a showrunner. Like the first season of American Horror Story was fine. The rest of it is flat out fucking trash. It, like, revels in the violence, and, like, it it's basically like glorifies it. It makes it seem like it's great. I don't know. That's why I, 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 I could watch, like, half an episode of Dahmer. I'm like, this is garbage. He's like, um, he's like if, uh, what's his name? Shit. Give me two seconds. Uh, who made it? He's like if Brian Fuller had no talent. That's what Ryan Murphy is. He's Brian Fuller, if Brian Fuller had no talent. Brian Fuller is the guy who made Pushing Daisies, which is just great. He made Dead Like Me, which is really good. Made Hannibal, which is phenomenal. He did the first season of American Gods, which was all, like, when it was good, it was really good. Like, the style of it was really kind of fucking fun. Uh, But, yeah, which, I mean, I love Pushing Daisies. I haven't watched that forever. I wanted to watch Pushing Daisies again. I fucking love that show. Jake's old girlfriend didn't like it. Uh, She hated it. But she liked it because of the Walgreens voice in it. And you know what? I'm glad Jake I, I'm glad Jake saw sense there. Because Pushing Daisies is a great show. Um Yeah, it's just uh, but Brian Fuller's great. He's a really good showrunner. Like like I said, Ryan Murphy is basically Brian Fuller if Brian Fuller was a no talent ass clown. Ah <laughs> uh, shit. Like I don't know. Like I watched like half an episode of Dahmer, I'm like, this is bad. This is not good at all. The performance by the kid or whatever the fuck the guy's name is, what is it, Evan Peters, is fine. Like, I don't give a shit, but I, th- I thought it was bad. Like, it felt like, uh, I don't know. It was just not good. I just didn't think it was good at all. And people are going to watch it. Whatever. <sighs> whatever, man. I don't give a shit. What else we have here, Brandon? Is it time? Oh, and then, um, the other rest in peace is to Mike Shank. Mike Shank was the uh, best friend in. Was an American movie, and he was just so goddamn wonderful. 
<laughs> supportive. I think his point is like, oh, my extras fell through except my pal Mike Shank and the camera goes to him. He just like <laughs> waves. And then like, you know, oh, I won $50 in the lottery. I, he's like, I don't want to tell him I won $50 in the lottery or they'll start asking me for money. <laughs> he just seemed like such a great ball of life. Um, yeah, American movie's great. So that's sad to see, you know, I think he was like 50 something. Um, he tells that fucking story about trying to do acid in the hospital, his mom flushing it down the toilet. It's just, I don't know. It's just so, there's like an innocence about it. I don't know. It's it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, yeah, but rest in peace, Mike Shank. Um, where are we other than that? I guess the one thing that did happen, I got rid of my fucking ESPN app. I got rid of it. We're all over the place right now. We're having some good times here. Uh, this is two shows combined into one, so whatever. I deleted my ESPN app because I'm just I'm. There's no fucking journalism there. It's ridiculous. I got a it, the the straw was it was last Sunday, and um, I get a notification and and I don't even know what the fucking title was. But the article was about how uh, Greg Newsom, the cornerback for the Browns, showed up in a lime green um, suit at the game. And it was just the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you sending me a notification about this? I never read this shit. This is the... I don't care what these guys fucking wear. Like, what sports fan does? The ESPN app is for sports fans. Do you think fucking soccer moms or... You know, the the guys and girls and whatever out there that give a shit about fashion are downloading the ESPN app. No, they're not. They don't give a shit about sports. Stop trying to make them care with stupid-ass articles like this. Like, it just, it, it infuriated me to the point, I'm like, this is it. I'm done with it. And I finally pushed the goddamn delete button on the ESPN app. I said, the Athletic is so much better. I only was really keeping it because I could keep track of like the Preston North End games and the Portsmouth now Tranmere and Hibernian, like you know those lower leagues, it was easy to do there. I got one football instead, which is another app where I can follow that stuff. It makes it so much simpler now. Like I'm just, ah, it just infuriated me. I'm like, I don't give a shit what the fucking suit this guy showed up in. I don't understand why they're so like focused on ugh, whatever. Like I said, they're trying to appeal to. People who don't watch football. And the thing is, at this point, football's so big, the people who aren't watching are never going to watch. There's nothing you can do to get them. Like, it's the whole idea. I think there was like, there's like a documentary in the early 2000s. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but it's about how corporations have to work and about how they, they continuously grow. Like, to be sustainable. Like, they have to grow every single year. Or it's just not sustainable. They can't just plateau. They're not like they, they just won't work that way. They have to continuously go up and up and up and up and up. And like I that's what I, I don't know. The NFL just needs I don't know. It I just don't see how that's manageable anymore in, in this world. Like how much is too much, man? That's where I don't know. I feel like I might get into a political rant if I start going crazy like this or just into a, some economic rant. I don't think anybody's here to listen to me talk about economics like Gordon Wood and them apples. <laughs> I think I've made that joke like four times. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about um, 
was uh, this celebrity that's out there or whatever the fuck he is anymore. This former musician, this guy who he for has f- fucking horrible and batshit crazy. The fucking guy is. He did make some great music, but he is such a piece of shit now. I don't give a fuck how great his goddamn music is. Kanye is a piece of goddamn shit. He can go fuck himself. He needs to fuck right off and get the fuck out of here. Like somebody, I don't know what we need to do, but I'm I'm sick. Uh, and, and also part of it's the goddamn culture we have of you know since he's having a fucking breakdown or whatever and a, he's saying crazy shit, we got to cover it. Stop giving him the goddamn time of day. Stop reporting what he's got to fucking say. Let the guy fall into fucking, you know, what, uh, not oblivion, just fall into obscurity. Just let him fall into obscurity, never to be heard from again. We don't need to fucking hear him. He's fucking just saying the most anti-Semitic shit out there. And then saying, oh, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Jews. I'm like, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. I'm so sick of that. You know? I'm not saying about them. I'm, you know, I don't know. Fuck him. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Fall into like stop covering. I, that's what I don't understand anymore either. Is stop amplifying stupidity. And you know, and stop blaming it on he's off his meds. There's a lot of people out there who are off their fucking meds, and they don't do half the shit he fucking does. So stop blaming it on that. Stop also perpetuating this myth that people with mental health issues, if they get off their meds, literally just lose their mind. That's not the fucking case. You know? This is a guy who believes his own bullshit so fucking much that, you know, that's his problem. It's not so much, you know, he's got obviously his mental issues. And part of that is sad. And part of that is really sad. But this guy also has such a fucking ridiculously, horrendously huge ego. That nobody keeps him in fucking check. And nobody tells him to shut his fucking mouth from time to time. Nobody who's important to him. Like nobody who's in his inner circle will look him in the eye and say shut the fuck up. And that's his fucking problem. He followed, He probably is surrounded by fucking yes men. Like all the time guys who just say yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the greatest man. You're the greatest god yay. Or whatever the fuck he calls himself anymore. Like, yeah, fuck him. He's a piece of shit. I don't know. It's just... <sighs> I don't get why anti like we sit there, you know, at the end of World War Two, like you know, this will never happen again with like the Holocaust and stuff like that. But yet we're kind of following the goddamn blueprint straight to it, you know. We're starting to make Jews the enemy eh, for some fucking reason, you know. That's why I saw that Sam Morel thing. He was in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, like Sam Morel's Jewish, and uh, he he made some joke about. Jeffrey Epstein. I think he vaguely mentioned being like Jewish. And some woman just started screaming free Palestine at him. And, you know, Sam being a fucking pro kinda of tore her down pretty easily. Uh, but she wouldn't shut the fuck up. That was the problem. Um he just kept going and he's like, Yeah, well that's <laughs> what I don't know. It's fucking great. If you can find it, you just have to type in Sam Morel protester and it's pretty fucking great. Um but yeah, that's like yeah, there's issues with I. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Israel at all. Like as a nation, I. You know, especially like from their government standpoint. But to go up to like any fucking person on the street who's Jewish and start like hating them because of Israel doesn't make any goddamn sense. You know. You know what I mean? It'd be like I. I I'm trying to think. I think I had a I had a good analogy talking about this the other day, and I don't remember it. Like. I don't know. Be, uh, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I just don't understand. We are, we are falling into some really bad patterns with how 
fucking things work in this country anymore or this the world. You know, this isn't just an American issue. There's so many fucking crazy shit going on in the world now. It drives me up the wall. Why are we doing this? I don't, like you said, I think I talked about it, you know, with the whole I eat ass fucking emblem stuff. Uh, people are just miserable. And they just want everybody else to be miserable. Well, you know what? Fuck off, you know? You don't have to be miserable. Yeah, things are tough, but you don't have to be miserable. Uh, I don't know, man. I may be falling. That. I might be at the end here. Maybe might might be coming apart at the seams. Um, no, yeah, fuck Kanye. Support Sam Morrell. <laughs> Support your Jewish friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even like asking any person that lives over here in Russia, you know, and there's like at the same time, you know what? It does actually that wouldn't fucking surprise me at all if we do that. I mean, we did it with fucking Jap. We did it with anybody who was Asian in World War Two because you know. You know, white people, or, you know, we have that, hey, they all look the same, fucking stupid mentality. Um, so, you know, Koreans, Chinese, Japanese people all got put in internment camps because they could be the enemy. You know, yeah. It's always been the problem. It's like, no, they've been here for, like, their entire fucking lives. You know what I mean? Be asking some dude who's, you know, his parents, or his, gra- his grandparents were Russian. They, uh, fucking immigrated here 50 years ago and be like, what's going on with Putin, man? He doesn't fucking know. He's a goddamn American. I don't fucking know. Where, where am I going anymore? <laughs> oh, shit. It's getting late, guys. It's getting late. So it's time to jump into the three songs of the week, I believe. I think that's everything I kind of wanted to cover. I don't think I talked about some of the stuff. Did I? I think I did, man. Ah, uh, so I talk about how much I really like hip hop all the time, and then I really don't like follow through on that. And uh, I try to do it a couple different times. That's not what I wanted to do at all. You fucking idiots! There we go. Um, and I like I follow through twice on the songs of the week, but I picked the same exact freaking band both times. <laughs> I picked the Tribe Called Quest, who I love. I mean, you should absolutely love the Tribe Called Quest. Um, that's the wrong. There we go. And then uh, I put in touch tunes the other night. I haven't used touch tunes in forever. Um, but I was sitting there waiting for Lauren to get off work and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I haven't even put on my touch tunes. Because, like, usually when I'm at Stein's, like, the, the fucking jukebox is 30, excuse me, 30 songs deep. And you, you just can't listen to nothing. And But then I was like, it was like a law. And it took a while, so I played some more songs. Then we hit a law again. I'm like... I might have a chance to play some songs tonight. So I did. And I played quite a few of the old jams I used to, you know, jam out on when we used to go out to the bars all the time. Especially the, like, Steins or, like, even when I was up here when we'd go out, there was a touch tunes. I'm putting fucking certain jams on. And there was one in particular that came across, and it was, I had two credits left. Every song cost two credits. I had two credits left. And I saw the song, like, shit. For me, it's top three hip-hop song of all time. It's right there with, like, bomb. It might be top two for me. In terms of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time, there's Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast, which to me still sounds like it's fucking 50 years in the future. I mean, we we still haven't got to the place where Bombs Over Baghdad's a normal song. (laughs) And then there's this song, They Reminisce Over You, Troy, by Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. What year was this? This is another early 90s hip-hop fucking jam. 1992 of Mecca, what is it, Mecca and the Sound? No, Mecca and the Soul Brother. What am I fucking thinking? I've got that record here somewhere. Um, but I fucking love the the horn on it. Um, 
I love the vibe and like it's such a like Pete Rock and you know CL Smooth man they they, they really were pretty smooth. Uh, but yeah, this is they reminisce over you, my God, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, Mecca and the Soul Brother, nineteen ninety two. I love that opening right there. It's got such a vibe. This song's got fucking vibes, man. Lovely. Oh, I, I fucking love this jam. Like I said, it's such a smooth song. I love the vibe of the whole thing. I think Pete Rock is fucking killing it, like lyrically. And it, it's a great fucking jam, man. And here he comes again. I think I said Pete Rock. It's CL Smooth. CL Smooth's the rapper, and Pete Rock's kind of more the hype man in the background there. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how they defined hype man or whatever. Yeah, this is uh, CL Smooth's the rapper here, but like that took me from a boy to a man, so I always had a father when my biological didn't bother. That's a great fucking line, man. Over you, listen. Listen. 
keep almost hitting the mute button <laughs> on the music on the accident. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love this song. Like I said, this one, this might be top two for me. Like hip hop songs of all time. Like I got bombs over Baghdad. I'll get there with Outcast. Like because Outcast is fucking insane. Um, but yeah, this is another one. Like I fucking love the horn in the background. Like I said, fucking CL Smooth is being fucking smooth because just that vibe, the whole flow, all of it is pretty fucking wonderful. Um, importance of family and all that fun stuff. Like I said, you know, like I said, I, I think I kind of had to rush through the. Uh, you know, took me from a boy to a man, so I always had a father when my biological didn't bother. That's a pretty good thing. Yeah, you know, having that, you know, I've talked about that with parenting and being a father and stuff like that. You know, it's not necessarily your biological it has to be your fucking dad. It's that one guy who fucking sits you down, points in the right direction. Um, great fucking track. 1992, Mecca and the Soul Brother. Uh, great fucking record. I have it here. Great shit. Great stuff, man. Uh, song number two of the week is, uh, fucking, so American Aquarium tweet this out. I've been meaning to get into them. Um, this is going to be tough, um, to talk about a little bit, not like the subject matter, but I, I work hard on making sure I use the right, like pronouns and stuff like that for people. I, I do. I, I've made mistakes. I did it at Bear Burger one time where I, it was, um, um, she, it was she, you know. I always hate fucking doing this. Formerly he, now she. And I said he at one point. I just remember my eyes got real big. And you know what they did? They just said, it's okay, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, you're alright. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for not ripping my head off. But at the same time, that happens on the internet. I get my head ripped off. You know, happens in real life. Everybody's usually understanding that nobody's, you know, most part, nobody's trying to get you. Especially when you're, like, just eating your fucking lunch. You know, I felt horrible, but, you know, I, I work hard to try to do this right. Uh, the next artist here is Adeem the Artist. They are a gender-fluid um, person from southern United States, which is such a really cool perspective for more country music, which is what they play. Um, and we'll work, my, work really hard to say they, them, and all that stuff. Um, I'm obviously he, him, whatever that's supposed to be. I don't care enough to really look into what I'm supposed to identify as. I don't give a shit, you know. But, you know, like some people fucking hate it. I get it. It is tough. Like I, I make mistakes. I'm a pretty liberal dude, and I still make fucking mistakes with this stuff. And, but at the same time, I'm willing to work on it. You know why? Because I'm a decent person. You know what? Is it, it, it? Is it that fucking difficult to try to be decent to people? Like, you know, as long as they're not being fucking stupid about it. You know, I identify as a cat. Fuck off. That's not what we're talking about here. You know what I mean? Like. And that's like that's obviously extreme. You know, you have to use the extreme kind of thing there. <laughs> like, you know, because there's people out there who, are, who try to sneak in. You know, now that you know more like transgender uh, racism and stuff like that. Like where they're like, hey, we're gonna stop saying this really offensive shit and start working towards you know acceptance of whatever. And these like really out there fucking people try to come in and like, yeah, we're gonna join in on this and steal everybody's thunder and make the whole fucking movement look crazy. It's like somebody who's like very conservative or something like that, especially like you know economically or something like that, and then here comes a fucking QAnon person like, oh yeah, Biden's drinking blood in the White House. And you're like, oh god damn it, now my argument's fucking ruined because you're a crazy ass. <laughs> it's like that. It's like people coming in. Oh yeah, I'm in love with my pillow. You need to recognize me. No, I'm not going to. I'm sorry. You're allowed to love your pillow or whatever the fuck goes on there. I don't care. That's cool, but don't expect me to like 
give a shit or <laughs> like respect it in any way. It's like, like you know, I identify as a cat. Well, you're not a fucking cat. Sorry. You know what I mean? I can wrap my head around somebody who's born male and believes they're female. I, I totally wrap my head around that idea. But if you're born a human being and you say, no, I'm a horse, no, you're not. You're just not. That's just not a thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, you know, it's, I don't know. That's like other example, like, you know, uh, you know, like, it's like even more like professional groups. Like, you, know, you can't call like certain groups. This is like, like no, the example I'm hitting me in the head is like, uh, oh, we're not porn stars. We're adult film stars. It's like, eh, I don't know if I can, if you want to be that, it's whatever. And I understand why you think, you know, somebody says they're a porn star. Certain images immediately come to your head. Now, if somebody says, I'm an adult film star. You're like, ooh, look at this guy taking his pants off in black and white. What a fucking art house show here. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, but American Aquarium tweeted out Adeem, the artist's, artist's new song. I think it just came out like yesterday. It's called, um, where is it at? Middle of a Heart. That was a great fucking song, man. They, uh, they, they wrote a really cool song, basically, big fucking middle finger to Toby Keith for basically exploiting 9-11. <laughs> And southern people to make money. And yeah, I've I felt that way for fucking years. Toby Keith's a piece of shit. And if you don't think that, I'm sorry. Like he wrote goddamn what trailer hood or whatever and like talking about living in trailers or whatever in a fucking mansion. He's a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. He knows nothing about your fucking troubles. You know? And like I said, like uh, that's what excites me about the like as we push forward as a society is these new perspectives that can come into like old things. Like having a, you know, gender fluid pansexual as I a deem the artist um identifies as and singing kind of southern country music. It's a very it's a completely fresh take and a completely different perspective to enter the conversation. And then once like new voices enter conversation, for the most part, typically they push things forward and we get growth as in art and society overall in general. At least and that's my fucking opinion. I don't want to force it on you, but I think I'm right. I'm usually right. But this song, let's fuck it. I don't want to get too much into it and take away from the song. This is Middle of a Heart. It's a great song by Deem the Artist. Um, I think they're, they're going to be in the Roomba Cafe in a few weeks and I'm going to go down and see them. They're opening for... William Elliot, William Elliot Whitmore, who I haven't seen in like 10 years. But this is Middle of a Heart by Adeem the Artist. Is it working? There we go. Daddy's gonna buy me a brand new gun. Show me how to clean it in the yard. That boss says he can't wait to see me fire with that steady arm A couple hours of waiting and some heavy concentration Put a bullet through the middle of a heart Everybody's gonna be so glad to see The freezer full of fresh deer meat Mama's gonna be so proud of me When we get back to the farm Nights getting longer Days get hard I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart Carlene asked if she could marry me Driving around in daddy's car 
Give her my graduation ring down by the lumber yard. I felt the violent hit of a passionate kiss like a bullet through the middle of a heart. Everybody's gonna be so glad to see her down the aisle at our wedding. Mama's gonna be so proud of me. Spinning around steel guitars. Stay hard It hits like a bullet Through the middle of a heart It hits like a bullet Through the middle of a heart Daddy paid his service Till his time was due His buddy recruits these days Says I can make my country Proud and get my education paid Face them fears, make it three years Brother, you'll have it made Everybody's gonna be so glad to see And wearing that robe with my degree Mama's gonna be so proud of me God bless the USA The nights get longer Days stay hard I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart Everybody's gonna be so sad to see The flag disappear into the earth with me Mama, do you think you still believe? I'm gonna see things, God Nights get longer The light goes dark I have learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart I've learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart Great song. Absolutely wonderful song. All about kind of growing up in the American South and stuff like that, and you know, rising the expectations, and then obviously having something that come up that not many people understand, especially down there in the Bible Belt. Um, you know, you still think I'm going to see the face of God? Whew! You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I just, I really, it's a really beautiful song. Great song, Adeem the Artist. So, great stuff. I hope they continue to grow as art as a musician because I know they're still pretty early on in their whole journey. What is it? Thirty Tigers they just signed with last year. Um, so they opened for American Aquarium earlier this year, which would have been really cool to see if I saw American Aquarium. They just took their ass way too long to get to fucking Columbus. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, they're going to be opening for William Elliot Whitmore here in a few weeks. It's going to be a really cool show. It's on a Thursday, which is the day I got off. Hell yeah. Excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Look at you taking your pants off in black and white. 
crack myself up. I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. The last song of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, is from the uh, the, the group of dudes. I assume the group of dudes. I don't know if they like to call themselves that. Uh, from England. What is it from? Bristol? Uh, Idols. Idols. From Crawler. This is the Beachland Ballroom by Idols. Great fucking song. A little not as like forceful as like, especially the earlier stuff. You know, Crawler's a little bit more. Look, there's some subduedness on there, and I think it's a pretty fucking great track. Um, I love like Joe's like voice is so fucking kind of cool. Just like that raw emotion of it all. Um, I always think musically they're. I love watching them live because it's a five piece. There's two guitars, bass, drums, and um. Obviously, Joe is the singer. Sometimes they have like a little key guy, um, but like the main five guys are all uniquely charismatic in how they play. I love their drummer. Their bassist is really cool. Uh, the guitar players, both of them, like one's just fucking wild, and one's just just this insane person running around in his goddamn underwear, just fucking flying all over the place, and just having the time of his goddamn life. It's great. And then you got Joe up there, just kind of bringing it all in and. It's great stuff. Idols is probably the best band going right now. So, I don't know. This is the Beachland Ballroom by Crawler. Or not by Crawler. By Idols off Crawler. Which was this past year, wasn't it? 2022? 2021? Whatever. Whatever, Brandon. Yeah, this would have been 2021. Because they released this just before I skipped their show. Because of sobriety, anxiety. But, you know, hey, when they come back around, I'm going to get the boys together. And we're going to go to watch Idols. And we're going to have a time of our lives. This is the Beachland Ballroom.
fucking song great fucking song by those dudes out there across the uh, across the pond idols oh man i'm not praying baby i'm not begging darling hmm, i love the kind of duality of the notion of prayer and kind of more of like begging for forgiveness and stuff like that at least that's how i take it you know and then you know if you see me down on my knees please do not think that i pray oh man it's a great song i love the fucking power of joe's voice in that and then like i said it's, it's kind of like a haunting tone over the whole thing it's it's a it's a great song, great song off Crawler. I need to listen more of Crawler. I got it here somewhere. Um, it's in it's in it's 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 cataloged somewhere. <laughs> Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, we're at an hour and a half. Holy shit, Brandon! That's what happens when you combine two episodes into one. Because typically, I think it usually averages out about an hour and a half every single week is what the two episodes come out to. I said I haven't decided yet. I will. I might stop back in on Wednesday to see. If I still want to dole up maybe one time a week, we haven't decided yet. We're we're just playing it by ear. We're flying by the seat of our pants. Hopefully they're zipped up. Look at you with your pants on. <laughs> I don't know why I said this, but I don't know. It's cracking me up. I'm a funny guy. Funny guy like a clown. Um, other than that, like I said, that's been me for the evening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. Stay positive. Get better. Be kind to one another. Um, I will be back. Pro- Perhaps Wednesday, maybe next Sunday. I we're playing it by ear. Um, we'll have the Springsteen song of the week if it's next Sunday. Springsteen song of the week plus the three songs of the week. Hopefully, two Liverpool wins. Maybe one Liverpool win. I don't know. I would love a Liverpool win over Man City. Get us fucking going, but I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, we'll continue to kind of work on whatever we're working on here. Um, I don't know. Maybe I might go back to video. Because I love the lights in here. I want to show them off to you. Hopefully, this doesn't take 17 days to fucking upload because it's so goddamn long. Um, yeah, other than that, like I said, you know where to find me. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Anchor the sponsor of the video. Thank you so much for that. Um, like I said, yeah, let people know what's going on here. 
We're taking it together. You know, I, I, you know, had a good chat with a good pal the other day about, you know, oh, I forgot to mention about the guy I fucking didn't like the other day. You know, some dude that got caught uh, sleeping with another dude's wife, then, you know, the husband then beat the shit out of him. And this piece of shit pressed charges. He pressed charges. I think, isn't that like an unwritten rule or is like one of those unsaid, like kind of agreements? Like, hey, you know, if you ever get caught with another man's wife, you take your fucking ass, your ass kicking. You take it. You just take it. Like, yep, I got my fucking ass kicked. I mean, you're not, I'm not saying you don't have to fight back, but you know, if he beats your shit out of you, you just get the shit kicked out of you, whatever. I mean, press charges? Are you fucking kidding me? What a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Can't be, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, fine. Like, get the fuck away from me. I think he, Picked up pretty quick. I had no interest in talking to him. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Other than that, what, uh, where was he at? Well, let's start all over with the goodbyes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding. Be kind to one another, man. Stay positive. Get better. Um, Zed, you know where to find me. Uh, Anchor's the sponsor. If you've got questions, let me know. If you got answers, let me know. If you want to be on the show, let me know. And, um... Or if you just got suggestions for what I want, what you want me to do, I'll do that. If you have, if you have an idea of what I should do, if I should go to one time a week or stay at two times, I don't know. I don't know. Or should I just do these hour and a half episodes? I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I am exhausted now. I'm gonna sleep like a baby. Then again, like seven minutes of was me trying to figure out if somebody knocked on my door or not. So who knows how long I've really spoke tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I think I have had a good time tonight. I mean, we said fuck Kanye West. I think we all can agree on that. Piece of shit. And um, yeah, we love Jewish people. We love we love all people. We love everyone until they give us a reason not to. At the same time, I do love Kanye as a person. You know what? There's a good person in there. He needs to get his shit figured out, man. You know that's what it is. Whenever people are shitty, they just figure their shit out. Because you know what? I'm rooting for you to be a good person. And if you don't want to be a good person, then, you know, fuck off or whatever. But at the same time, come on, man. Like, I don't know. We're far past this. I'm I'm starting to lose it really now. I might pass out as soon as I... I might literally fall asleep in this chair. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back when we be back. It'll be at least by next Sunday. But if, uh, yeah, if you need anything else, let me know. You know, whatever. Where are we? <laughs> that was a Halloween special. I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here before I lose my mind. See you guys later. Peace out, Girl Scout. Have a good time. Have a great week. Or see you Wednesday. We'll figure it out. Peace. <laughs>